brought to you by St. Clair Health, expert care from people who care. Hello, today we are here at the Outreach Teen and Family Services Office. I'm Sarah Grimenstein. And I'm Madeline Jarina. We are here today with Miss Caitlin Campbell. We will be talking about pressure. So, Caitlin, now we're going to do the fast five icebreaker questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so, where did you grow up? I grew up in Washington, PA. I went to uh, Trinity School District. Okay. Yeah, you, you know it. I know where that is. I've, I've heard of it w- before. Yeah, I, I go get some in sure. swimming all the time. I was going to say, probably yeah. in sports, yep. Hmm. Okay, um, what got you involved in outreach? Oh, gosh, that's a that's a hard one, though. No. <laughs> I um, was... I heard about outreach a long time ago, actually, when I moved into the South Hills. I moved to Mount Lebanon when I was in graduate school. Hmm. And so I would see outreach up on 19 or Washington all the time. And I always thought that was such a cool place. And then I saw that there was a podcast, I swear. (laughs) And that's what made me look at it again, because I ended up buying a house here in the neighborhood just about a year ago. And so when I saw that it was, um, they moved and it was a cool spot, um, the executive director, Mary, actually ended up reaching out to me because she had my resume from a long time ago. And that's how I got here. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty cool backstory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Do you like dogs? Why or why not? Yes. I love dogs. Um, I own one. His name is Snoop. Oh. And yeah, he's up on oh. the board if you ever get a chance to take a peek. Um, and I love dogs because they're just so friendly and lovable and cuddly and always there when you need a little support. And that's what I love about But what dogs. about cats, though? I've never owned okay. a cat, so I can't really say if I okay. love them or not. But I love yeah. all animals, so I'll go with yes, okay. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Coke or Pepsi? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kind of, I don't, this is so lame. I don't drink any kind of pop. Really? I don't. I drink like seltzer water, though, to get that fizz vibe. <laughs> but Sarah's leaving. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I want to say Coke is usually what I get, though. If I get it, it would be a Coke. Yeah, that's the right answer. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, lastly, what is your favorite color? Oh, um, emerald green. Specific. Very specific, yes. It's my favorite color. Like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Right now, we would like to thank St. Clair Health for being our annual sponsor. At St. Clair Health, we're always improving, building on our commitment to face the challenges of today making an impact on the communities we serve so we can be stronger together. St. Clair Health, expert care from people who care. Okay, so first we're gonna talk about types of pressure and navigating it. So pressure can come from anywhere, family, friends, coworkers, really anyone you communicate with in life. Mm -hmm. And so what's your experience with, with pressure? like? types of pressure, where it has come from in your life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I would say um, pressure in all forms, mostly when I was a kid and a teen, there's that peer pressure side mm-hmm. of things where, you know, you really want to fit in with your friends and want to have a group that you connect with, even if you don't all have the same values or 
you know? So that's probably my earliest memory of it. And then I also think when you say pressure, my first thought that popped into my head was um, that pressure to know what I wanted to do when I was 18 years old and how terrifying that was. Yes. <laughs> like when we're 18, our brains aren't even fully developed yet. So then to make this like lifelong decision, I just remember really feeling pressure that I needed to go to college, even if I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I got there. Um, and that was definitely a struggle back then. Um, and then also just like the pressure to perform and be really good at what you do. Sometimes self-induced pressure um, that I put on myself to be the best clinician and now clinical director that I can be. Um, and, you know, those come from years of just wanting to be really good at what I do. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely relate to a lot of what you just said. I was in the same spot a year ago, you mm -hmm. know, like not knowing what I wanted out of school and um, feeling a lot of pressure, especially because a lot of people my age are, were, you know, getting ready to go to college. So I can definitely relate. What yeah, do you think? We Sarah? see a lot of that in school. Mm -hmm. um, like me personally, I'm not really affected by what other people do. Yeah. Um, or say for that matter. Um, but I know a lot of people that just feel pressure to make decisions, I feel like a little too early for mm -hmm. themselves. Like back when I was a sophomore, like 15 years old, 16 years old, even like I was forced to kind of, what do you want to do in life? What do you want to do? Like figure it out right now because yeah. you need to know. And for me, it wasn't hard because I already knew what I wanted to do. But I still had like three changes. Like first, I wanted to be a psychologist and that changed. But then I still to this day have, have friends that genuinely have no idea what they want to do in life. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm, it's so strange to me because I'm like, well, I know what I want to do in life. <laughs> How do you not know what you want to do in yeah. life? I'm like, well, they're not affected by peer pressure. Uh -huh. That's why. Uh. <laughs> How did you learn what you wanted to do so young? Um, my mom kind of drilled into my head that you have to go to college if you want a good life. Otherwise, sure. you're not going to do well in life. Sure. Which, you know, I personally would go to college anyway, even if she didn't tell me that. Mm -hmm. But um, so it really just got me thinking, like, what do I want to do in the future? And then I was able to figure that out. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like there are definitely pros and cons of pressure because, mm -hmm. like, it's definitely, it can be, d depending on the type of person you are, you definitely, it can be a good motivator. Mm -hmm. Some people operate really well off of that. Like, it, you know, and, and I feel like it can be encourage, encouraging for people. Like, if if you're putting pressure on them, some people can take that as, like, they really care and they want me to succeed. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it can be hard because everyone's different and everyone can react to it differently. But mm -hmm. there are definitely a lot of, of cons, too. It's I mean, personally, for me, it always felt like I I will never do enough a good enough job because there's all this pressure being put on me. And I, I, I did work hard through all of school, but there was constant pressure um, you know, especially like state testing at school. It was like mm. intense. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just, it, it was frustrating. And I, and I think it can make people really overwhelmed. And sometimes people just really need a good support system just by supporting what they've already done and cheering mm -hmm. on what they've already done. Whereas like other than pushing and pushing, it, it can be really hard. So it does completely like depend on the person though. 
So I know in, in sports athletics, pressure can be really good. Mm-hmm. That kind of competition, you sure. need that in sports. But I know even with the state testing, I remember staying up for like four hours past my bedtime. My bedtime is 10 p.m. <laughs> for swimming. And I remember staying up like four hours past that studying because I was so scared about getting a bad grade. And guess what? I didn't even get that good of a grade. So, <laughs> and now I've realized that it really doesn't matter because I'm already into college. So um, yeah, so that's one of the cons of that. And it does completely degree on the person. Like I know for me, I don't really, I'm not affected by that, but I know some people that really are like, they care so much about their grades because they feel like they have to get good grades Mm -hmm. that it tears them apart. Yeah. Like literally physically and mentally. And I have to sit there and watch. I'm like, babe, you got an 82. It's okay. (laughs) That's all right. It's still passing. And they're like, no, 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 it's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Probably because it was like, maybe they got that message somewhere, either Mm -hmm. inside they created that, or maybe there's like that external person or idea or society thing that's putting that pressure to be perfect. And so, yeah, I think everybody's different in how they experience that situation. And I'd say that I'm kind of right in the middle. There's times Mm -hmm. that it really helps me. And then there's times that it definitely isn't a good thing to put a ton of pressure on me in certain situations. I agree. Yeah. I would like to pause and thank St. Clair Health for their generosity in sponsoring the first season of Teens Tap In. At St. Clair Health, we're always improving, building on our commitment to face the challenges of today, making an impact on the communities we serve so we can be stronger together by creating reliable resources that recognize all of our neighbors with access to the highest quality healthcare, advanced care close to home, and a shared humanity that delivers on our joint vision to create a healthier community for all. St. Clair Health, expert care from people who care. Um, so now we're gonna share some experience with pressure. I know we already did, but um, I'm just going to, you know, just spit some facts right now. So, like I said, I wasn't, I've never been affected by pressure. I know this sounds so weird when I say this. Okay, last year, my junior year, you had to take like ACT, SAT, easily the most stressful year of my life. And this sounds so weird, but in the winter with like swimming, every I don't know if it was chlorine, I literally lost my eyebrows. Oh, no. And I don't know. And I, I was like, I was like, why am I losing my eyebrow hair? I'm like, wow. like, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. They thinned out. And I know that sounds so weird. But then everyone was telling me, oh, like that can happen if you're stressed. Yeah. That and was I was thought. like, yeah. you're kidding. I had absolutely no idea. And mm-hmm. looking back on it, I did have a lot of anxiety around that time mm-hmm. about my grades and getting into college because it almost hits you like a train. Like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be graduating in a year. I need to get my grades up so I can get into the college I want. Yeah. Because this is the last year that they're, it's going to show on my transcript, really, like mm-hmm. my, my GPA, my final GPA. So I, yeah, I lost my eyebrows junior year. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of it. <laughs> That in sports, it, it was also sports because I had to get my times up to qualify for the colleges that I wanted. Mm. But yeah, it was just, it creates anxiety and a lot of stress in people and stress is never good. Yeah, it's 
Definitely not great for your physical health. No. It sounds like that you felt that effect too. Mm-hmm. And especially, and then it's such a cycle, you know, because you want to perform, but you're so stressed out mm-hmm. that your performance goes down. And so it's really finding a way to balance all of that so that you can actually do what you're putting so much pressure on yourself to do. Yeah, that's um, hard with athletics too. Because I think what I struggle with most is balancing the two. Mm-hmm. That pressure I feel from school or anything outside of school and athletics on top of that it's kind of there's two totally separate worlds and they clash a lot of the times and that can create some really bad situations for some people Mm -hmm. like what no matter what sport you're in I mean sometimes it can be really bad on some people yeah and they can't get into like the school they want or whatever they don't have enough credits Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it can it can ruin people that's a lot a lot of lot of pressure yeah I I definitely agree I think um it's it's hard because it 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 manifests mentally but also physically and I I don't know there I think I went to a a competitive school district Mm. to, to say the least um and really no matter what I did I mean I was in um in band and it, it was high stakes. I mean, we were, we were supposed to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that too made it, it made it, you're like competitive with your friends too. Like you're competitive with your classmates and right. all everyone talked about was how many APs you were taking. And oh, it was, <laughs> it was like frustrating. And, you know, something I think about a lot is like, there's this, I'm blanking on, on the, on, on the name of it, whatever it's called, but there's a certain, if your GPA is high enough, you get in, in um, Oh, like honor roll? Or? N- not honor roll. It's like that though, but yeah. if you have a high enough GPA, you get, there's a ceremony. Like and National every, Honor Society? Yeah. I not think, that, but uh, similar. Okay. And Maybe you have something different at your school. It's, yeah. it's different, but I know. didn't make it in. So growing up, there was a a group or whatever that you were um, invited to be a part of if you had high enough grades. And I remember showing up to band class one day and noticing like none of my friends were there. And I was, I I eventually figured out that they were all at this meeting or a preparation for this, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so devastated because I had chosen not to take as many AP classes because I knew from the get-go it would be awful for my mental health. Yeah. But when I chose not to run that rat race, I lost out on an opportunity that everyone else had. Mm. And I don't think I don't think people I don't think my friends really understood how hard that was because I'd worked just as hard. Right. And so really you're you're kind of punished for not taking the APs. You're punished for not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. So I remember that being really hard. And everyone always posts. It's one of those things everyone posts every year. Uh, Everybody posts it. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was so difficult. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely, like, really, really ever since I was little, just feeling that constant pressure to succeed and to do what everyone else was doing. Like, not only succeed, but to succeed like everyone else. Right. To, like, fit in in that sense. Yeah. Right? Like, it sounds yeah. like you felt kind of left out. And I don't know, you just brought up something that I didn't even consider. I, um, 
social media was not what it is now in the world Mm -hmm. that I grew up in. And to think about the pressure that comes with that. I know as an adult, I find myself in comparison mode sometimes on social media, but then to put myself as a teen in that world and then to hear that people are really posting about things that they're proud of, Mm -hmm. right? So that's good that they're able to do that. But then what does that create in the world of wanting to fit in and peer pressure and all of that? That's a lot. I can imagine it can be a lot for a teen. I know even like TikTok or... I. I love to go, I love scrolling through the little videos and seeing the little animals and the little hamsters. But like, I can imagine being a teen and scrolling that and seeing all these like attractive people and sure. being like, oh my goodness, I want to look like them. I don't look like them. Mm-hmm. I don't, ex- I don't go through that, but that's just, you know, me. I'm not really affected by that, mm-hmm. but I know some people definitely would. And I can see how much that would tear some people apart. Mm-hmm. And even I'll come into school some days and I'll be like, you definitely got that outfit from Pinterest. It looks good, but you definitely <laughs> found it on Pinterest. And I, I'm like, were you comparing yourself to somebody on TikTok? Uh, that's bad, but like you look good in that outfit, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah the pressure cool. comes from everywhere, really. It yeah. Really does. It, it really it, does. It, could, it could literally come from like an animal outside or something. Yeah. I'm not as fast as a cheetah or something. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of what the worst enemy like what the worst pairing is is pressure and perfectionism because when you're getting this pressure and i'm very much a perfectionist and so when i'm getting that pressure it just adds on to that inner uh need that inner like just feeling that i have to be perfect Mm -hmm. and yeah it's hard it's like i i think especially in relationships, when you're, when you have that pressure, it can cause you to like do things that drain you. And let's say you want to be the perfect friend for someone. I've, in my experience, I've given so much and not received that it, it makes me, it it drains me. It makes me upset. It makes me feel like, was this like, it's just not a healthy thing. I feel like, and putting, I, I think, Honestly, something I could talk about for literally any episode we do is is how important it is to like put yourself first. Yes. Um, because because pressure can can cause that it can cause you to 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 give and give and give, and just have nothing left for yourself. Definitely. As you were speaking, the thoughts in my brain were related to like um, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you heard about me before this was recorded was that I teach yoga. Um, and that's a really big part of my life, not only um, personally, but professionally. I like to teach anyone that I can about how to take care of their mental health with skills like mindfulness and meditation and relaxation and things like that. Um, and so something that I think I learned as I became an adult was to be mindful of myself and how I'm feeling and to check in with myself a lot. Um, And so when you were talking about that giving and giving and giving, I thought like, yeah, that's a great time to start checking in with how you're feeling and what you want to do versus what the outside people or Again, I keep going with the idea of society, right? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it isn't our parents telling us what we want, but it's the friends we're surrounded by and the ideas that we've always heard growing up from teachers or friends or family or whatever um, is to be mindful of how I'm feeling 
and what I want too, because that's really important because you do lose yourself sometimes when you get so wrapped up in what everybody else is wanting from you. Yeah. I'm, I don't experience like pressure in friendships as far as I'm like socially aware. Mm. Like I, I'll give and give and give. Like I literally shower my friends with anything I can possibly give them. Like whether it's affection or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes I genuinely like don't receive anything back and it never hits me in like a negative way. Like they're not giving me anything back. And, and I, that's probably just because I've moved a lot in my life. So I'm used to kind of like just coming, like I came in my school system in ninth grade. Like we moved here in eighth grade and I joined the school system in ninth grade. So I kind of just was thrown into high school. Wow. Um, and I've like, I've never been a part of like a friend group or anything, but it doesn't like affect me in any way, really. Like I will, even if, even if they genuinely like don't want anything to do with me like or like they give me no affection whatsoever I'm like well I am going to literally show you all of my affection that I have because I don't care like I just throw everything out there that's probably not good but you know I don't really it doesn't affect me so yeah I think it affects me too much I think I'm, I'm the, opposite. the opposite I get like personally offended I'm like it yeah. brings me down I'm like mm. Where's the? Lo- I need some love too. I can't yeah. be the one giving all. Well, this obviously, love. if yeah. I'm like texting them and then they don't like, they're just oh yeah, nice, cool. Then yeah, I'm like, well, we, come on, you gotta respond with a little bit more than nice. Like, oh, that was so funny, Sarah. That was great. I really liked how you texted me just now. Like, at least something else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You experience that a lot in your relationships too. Yeah, I would say, and again, um, I'm thinking, I'm putting myself in your shoes when I was a teen, and I could say I'm definitely on your side of things. With, <laughs> I would be so upset if my friends weren't giving me what I felt like I was giving them in return. Um, but with time and age and experience, I do think you can kind of start to learn that most things aren't really a reflection of your experience with that person, but maybe where they are and what they're doing and what they need. Um, So I've learned to kind of take that piece out of my relationships, but it took some time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely still working on that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it's hard. I think it depends on the type of like love I have for a friend too. Mm. Like if we're just pals, I, it it doesn't really matter to me like Mm. how much affection I show them. But if we're if we're close and I really do love them a lot, then yeah, I, I am ex- expecting almost like some sort of affection back. And if there's not, I will text my friends and be like, hey, is everything okay? Because it's like out of their character almost mm. to just not talk to me or not show me affection. Like, oh, well, you're my friend. Let's hang out. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're busy? Like, okay, that's fine. Oh, you're busy again? Oh, you're busy again. Mm-hmm. But you literally just texted me and you said that you were doing nothing. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's where I'm like, okay. I don't think that's really a pressure issue, though. I think that I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> I think it's just a me issue. <laughs> oh, I feel that. Oh, I think it is pressure because it's pressure to keep that friendship the same way that you want it to mm. be or that you hope it would be. And that's just a different kind of pressure. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, like, when, when you have that pressure to be a, a good friend, I think – you know, when, when you choose to do what you think is right for yourself, it can cause friendships to change. And I think that's what, I mean, I can only speak for myself. I think that's, that's what I get so scared of is like, if I make some changes in my life and if I make some changes in how I approach things, um, will this person, you know, not want to be my friend anymore? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like you're choosing between, it's like, do I want to have this friend or do I 
want to be true to myself too okay lastly this podcast would not be possible without the support of st Clair health please listen to the following ad at st Clair health we're always improving building on our commitment to face the challenges of today making an impact on the communities we serve so we can be stronger together st Clair health expert care from people who care well i think for navigating that pressure i think that a lot of that needs to come from inside just realizing that like um all of that pressure that you're getting it it is it's real and it's just important to to know that what you want is best you, and of course you can take in you know advice and and opinions from other people and people who you trust and and care about but ultimately it's your life and i i think it can be like especially when you're a teenager it can it can be really hard to um to to take this this advice in because you're you're so young but um just knowing that it's like all you can do is your best and and that's what you can be proud of just doing your best and you can use their words as a motivator but ultimately it's it's your life. You think about you know what you want and how you can live your best and happiest life. You know. I also think it completely depends on the person. And I like how you brought that up earlier because I was thinking about that last night when I was going about. I was like, what am I going to talk about tomorrow? Mm-hmm. It is it is really different depending on the person. Because I know for me, it's enough for me to just look in the mirror and say, I'm enough. Like I'm good. My grades are good. I got into college. My swimming is good. Like, that's enough for me. But for somebody else that maybe is super affected by pressure, like, mm-hmm. like to the point where one bad grade can be the decider in, you know, your mental state for the next week. Yeah. Um, I know it's it's much harder for them to say that to themselves. I am enough. So, and even if it's like, maybe they need to hear it from somebody else. Maybe it's not themselves. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that's, that's an issue with a lot of people is that they, they feel like their whole state and their pressure depends on what other people think about them, like the validation that they receive. And for me, Oh, Sarah, you are so fast at swimming. Like that's good. That's perfectly fine. Cause I don't, I'm not really affected by pressure too much mm-hmm. anymore. I used to be, but now I'm not um, because I found that kind of, self-love I want to say yeah but some people don't have that you're right so you know it's harder for them yeah I love everything you both said and I feel like those are are great tools self-love positive affirmation being really aware of what you want and your needs um I also was thinking about having conversations with other people about how you're feeling and what's going on because sometimes the reality we paint in our mind isn't actually the expectation that's put on us, but we assume it is. Again, maybe because of those conversations that have happened before and then we stuck to that one little point and then that's what we think about and really want to to continue and succeed at. So, and then obviously I think talking to a counselor or a therapist is a great way to navigate how you're feeling and struggling. I will always say, talk to someone. If you can't talk to family or friends or whatever, talk to someone here. I think that is what like helped me because I did struggle with pressure, you know, somewhat. And then I went to go see a therapist actually down at the, what's that doctor's office down there? I forget. But there's a doctor's office down there and I went down there (laughs) and I went for like, I want to say a few months. And then I stopped because she was like, 
you're kind of, you're good. And if you need me again, you can come back. And I completely, like over that summer, I, I did like a metamorphosis of myself. Like if you look at pictures from me from like two years ago to me now, I look like a completely different person because uh-huh. I just changed myself that much. And not that that's a bad thing. I didn't do it in like a negative way. Like I hate myself so much. I need to change everything. Sure. I kind of just built onto myself positive things, whether it was inside or out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like all that pressure is gone. And I have like the thickest skin ever. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your negative words. Yeah. You know, because they don't affect you. Because I heard that self-love mm-hmm. and that's really where it comes, where it comes it's from. the stem of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. You are very welcome. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on the podcast with us today. And thank you to all of our listeners for your support. None of it would be possible without outreach team and family services. Next episode, um, we'll have the volunteer service manager from St. Clair Health on to talk about resume builders and volunteering. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Thanks for having me. The views and opinions expressed in the Teens Tap-In podcast represent the opinions of the hosts and their guests. The views and opinions expressed by Outreach Teen and Family Services employees, donors, and volunteers are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of Outreach Teen and Family Services or the show's sponsors. The content here should not be taken as counseling advice. The content here is for informational purposes only and because each person is unique Please consult your mental health provider or physician for any mental health counseling or other medical questions. The podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including, but not limited to, establishing a standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast. If you find any error in any of the content of the podcast, please contact us at podcasts at outreachteen.org. Outreach Teen and Family Services, its sponsors, donors, and partners expressly disclaim any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages whatsoever arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast. Please go to www.outreachteen.org to see the complete notice and disclaimer for the podcast episodes.